0: I've had this ability since I was a child. I just didn't realize that it
1: was. I was scared of it. I was petrified of it. Hello, my love, and welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. My name is Melissa Martin. I am a business and embodiment coach and creator of the Boldly Courageous community. Just like you, I've walked through some dark seasons in life, and I know what it's like to start over again and write a new story. This podcast is here to activate you, to show you what's possible when you embody your power and walk with courage and fear in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Each week, you will hear authentic conversations with thought leaders and visionaries as we dive deep into topics such as spirituality, business, money, relationships, sexuality, and so much more so that you can fully embody your boldly courageous self. Are you ready? Let's drop in. Hey, real quick before we dive into the episode, I need to let you know about something really, really special to me. So if you're anything like me and you've had this calling on your heart to start a podcast, but you have no idea where to start, I want to introduce you to the incredible team that I have worked with literally from day one of launching Boldly Courageous over at Podcast & Co. They have just released a self-paced course called Launch Your Fucking Podcast. This program will literally take you through step step of launching your podcast from start to finish. You will learn everything about how to create and find the foundation and mission of your podcast, how to come up with the perfect name, get super clear on your audience and the structure of your show. Also, you will learn how to record, how to produce, how to edit, and also hosting music, creating the perfect cover and building a successful launch strategy. Basically by the end of the program, you will have launched a podcast that feels authentic, and expansive to you, labeling you as the expert that is ready to impact and grow your audience in whatever phase of life they may be at. So all you have to do is go to the link in the show notes, use code boldly courageous at checkout, and you will get a hundred dollars off the launch your fucking podcast course. So now let's jump into the episode. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Boldly Courageous podcast. As always, it is such an honor that you are here with me today. And this conversation, oh my gosh, is with my dear friend and former client, Danielle DeLong. Danielle is one of the most interesting and dynamic humans. She is so multi-passionate. And We first met at a health and wellness event. She became my hairstylist. She is an incredible colorist, like one of the best hair colorists I've ever come in contact with. And through our connection in the chair, I came to learn that she was very passionate about astrology and spirituality. And she had this big vision to want to leave the salon that she was in and start her own business. And we started working together through a variety of different ways and She has fully stepped into her gifts as a medium. Danielle is a master colorist specializing in color correction and creative colors. She is also a medium psychic and astrologer, as well as a Reiki master. She enjoys making music and hair accessories on the side, which is a fun hobby for her. And she's really into fitness and wellness as well. Her purpose is to make her clients feel balanced on the inside, as well as feeling beautiful on the outside. So in this episode, we talk about what mediumship is, how her gifts came online at a very young age and it really scared her and how she's fully embracing them now, how she works with clients to connect with loved ones that have passed on and how you can actually connect more deeply to the spiritual world, understanding what energy is and how frequency works and how she's bringing music into that experience and how you can work with her. So it is such a cool conversation. We talk a lot about death and loved ones that have passed on in our lives as well. So if you're someone who is maybe in a place right now where you've lost someone or you're feeling like you wish that you could connect more to the spiritual world or people that have passed on, this episode is for you. You are going to love my conversation with Danielle. Danielle, welcome to the Boldly Courageous podcast. This is like such an exciting um, moment for me to have you here. Um, and so amazing. it's been so much fun to watch your journey over the past couple of years. And, you know, I, I know that, um, the people listening to this episode are going to be just blown away by your magic and your gifts. Oh. And it's so fun because the way that you and I met was, um, through a health and wellness event, but you ended up being someone who saved my hair and became my hairstylist. <laughs> and through that we became like soul sisters and soul connected and, and to see your, transformation has just been so incredible. And, um, you know, one of the most fun things about podcasting with, um, friends like you that I haven't caught up with in a long time is that we get to like dive into some really fun updates of, of what's going on in your life. So I know it's going to be such a fun conversation.
0: I, I'm like, so grateful to be here. This is amazing to me. This is my first ever podcast. So to do it with you is unbelievable. And it just makes complete sense too. Cause you were one of my mentors for like money and, just every aspect of my life during Ladies Align. So I'm so honored to be here right now.
1: Well, this will be the first of many, I'm sure.
0: Yes, I hope so.
1: <laughs> so what is one boldly courageous thing you've done recently?
0: Oh God, I quit my job working for someone and I went out on my own and I started my own business. So that's a huge, like a huge boulder I, <laughs> I tackled because it's something I wanted to do for years. Um, it would started. it was actually going to ladies aligned and starting that solid foundation and learning those tricks of how to start my own business and building that confidence up. And then I just took the plunge. I was like, I'm done. I'm doing this. I know how to run myself and I know how to run my business. And I just jumped. It was amazing. Yeah. It has
1: happened a- since then.
0: Um, so many changes, uh, my living arrangements have changed. I'm so much more financially stable. Um, my relationships have gotten better, I have so much more freedom. It's just, I'm just very, very happy where I am right now. And I know it's just going to get better and better. Each Isn't
1: that time. crazy when we sit in like this resistance to something mm-hmm. for so long and it's like, we, we cause ourselves even more pain than what we think what we were afraid of. So what was the, what do you feel like was the thing holding you back from making this leap? I don't,
0: I I don't think I was confident enough in myself at that point of my life. Um, I really felt like I wasn't able to do it. I was doubting my intelligence. I was doubting my abilities. Um, And it's because when you work in salons and stuff like that, and you have management systems and how it's broken down, it's not really a very supportive. Most salon environments aren't that supportive. But then once I started gaining my confidence and knowing that I'm able to manage my clients and I'm able to manage myself and my time better, I just jumped. So it really had to do with a confident aspect for me big time.
1: And what do you, I love this because, you know, confidence is like one of my favorite things to talk about. So what do you think it was that helped you build that confidence? Like what, what were a couple of things that maybe you did to help you get to a point where you could feel confident? Or was there just one thing that kind of clicked for you? Cause confidence is just this, like such an elusive thing, right?
0: <sighs> I knew who I was. I like, I started to, so my last job that I worked at, um, they knew a going in there that I was like a medium and psychic. And that was, at first they were okay with that, but then there was a lot of resistance in the environment. And I was called like a witch and so forth. And it started becoming very negative. And at that point in my life, at this point in my life, I know who I am and I can't stay in those types of environments where I have this gift to give people and to help people and it to be shamed. So at that point, I worked so hard and finally accepting myself as a medium and as psychic and being a hairdresser that I wasn't going to let anybody tell me I was bad or like, I'm going to hell (laughs) because I have this ability. So once I did that work and ladies aligned really helped me do that work because it was a very spiritual community. I just realized like, this is who I am. And that confidence just grew even more each day it's growing even more.
1: So it sounds like it's a lot of self-acceptance and, Mm -hmm. and maybe what I'm gathering from what you're saying is perhaps there was a point prior to that where you were kind of fighting that a little bit.
0: Oh, completely. I was completely fighting uh, who I was and my quirkiness and my eccentricness as like, Oh, I'm weird. I'm an outsider. I'm an outliner. Um, But that's what makes me who I am. And I'm becoming more confident in that and that yeah. I know who I am
1: now this must be so amazing too as a mom right because I would imagine and I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing and I'd love for you to share your your thoughts on this but most of us come into this world being really eccentric and quirky mm-hmm. and at mm-hmm. some point in time usually in childhood we realize that we're different and mm-hmm. so all the things that make us special and unique we try to, hide away because we just want to be accepted and we want to fit in. And then we spend our whole lives trying to fit in and then we realize how miserable we are. And then we're like, fuck this. I want to stand out. And we kind of revert back to that early childhood version of who yeah. we are, right? We kind the of rebellious, we are, the
0: rebellion right? comes out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's that now, now that you're a mom and you have mm-hmm. a son who I also think is gifted, right? So Very gifted. How, what's that experience been like for you to not only like, witness yourself go through that process, but to witness him as well?
0: Um, I support him differently than I feel like I was supported growing up. So he's very eccentric, my child. He talks about all these things and I just allow him to be him. Like I, I give him paper to draw out. He could talk about whatever he wants with me. Uh, but watching, mirroring that, it actually is a really healing experience for me because I'm healing past trauma wounds from childhood through him. And I know that he's going to be so much more confident that I'm being, that I'm stepping into my power. He's seeing it in a, a mirrored image. Like, it's okay to be quirky. It's okay to say, Hey, I talked to ghosts. Like, that's okay. If you have that ability, Right. So yes, it's it's an amazing experience.
1: So I want to dive into this mediumship because I know that when you and I worked together a, a while back, it was something that um, you knew was there, but you hadn't yet fully um, embraced it or received it into your life because I think there was some fear there. So can you can you go back to kind of where this started and or maybe? twofold. First, explain what mediumship is for those that maybe don't understand the difference between mediumship and psychic abilities. And then when was your, like, how did you know that this was a gift that you had? Or can you remember like your first experience?
0: So, well, the difference between mediumship and psychic abilities is it's psychic abilities. You can see the future. You can predict things that are going to happen. Um, you can sense things. Um, you could be an empath. You can have empathic abilities where you can sense if something's wrong with someone. A medium is you can actually talk to people on the other side or see them with visually, hear them, smell them. Um, sometimes they can have a favorite treat and you can taste it. So. They send actual downloads. I have chills. So there's probably somebody in here right now. Um, they, they make themselves very, very known when you're a medium. You can't really escape it. Um, I couldn't escape it as a child, uh, but I was very scared of it at the same time. I remember like crying to my mom as a kid, like, there's somebody in my closet or I just saw somebody. Um, what's that noise in the attic? And later on, I found out like we were living in a very old house and they used to have parties in the attic. It was a different type of environment in that house. So I've had this ability since I was a child. I just didn't realize that it was, I was scared of it. I was petrified of it. My family, I want to say, wasn't that accepting. They were and they weren't. Um, My mom is very intuitive as well but through culture, like Christian, Catholic, you're not supposed to have those gifts. It's considered like evil. Um, You're a witch, you know, worshiping different things is wrong. So it was kind of condoned like, oh no, you know, we don't do that. It could be bad. Like, you know, put a cross on, put holy water on you. Um, So I think just having that fear in my body created a lot of trauma when I was going through those experiences versus maybe it was just my, late uncle trying to come in and communicate with me and pass in a message. Now there's no fear whatsoever. I know I'm very protected through like in the spiritual world. Like I don't feel like a threat from them anymore versus when I was younger, I felt like it was more threatening.
1: Mm. Yeah. I can imagine that would feel really terrible because you don't know, right. You don't have an understanding and it's completely different from anyone else's experience. And they're telling your parents are probably telling you there's nothing to worry about. It's all in your head. It's your imagination yeah. and children in general are so sensitive. They're such clear channels. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was very, they actually put me in Catholic school because <laughs> they were like,
1: put her in Catholic school. <laughs> and then they took me out. They're
0: like, this isn't the place for her either. Um, I think I kind of like, I know sometimes still I'll say things to my dad and he'll be like, how does she know that? Or <laughs> he'll be like, okay, stop it with that. Those abilities. Cause like when you don't have the gift, it could scare, it could it's scary to people that don't understand it.
1: Mm. So how do you navigate that now? Because I'm sure like, Uh, I would imagine social settings can sometimes feel overwhelming because do you get bombarded with people in this life and other realms wanting to communicate with you? So how do you navigate that?
0: Um, I kind of feel like I have a light switch inside of me. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe another medium would understand that. Um, But I feel like I can zone in and I flip it on and then I could be like, okay, I got to turn this off. I sometimes can get a little dizzy in social settings because the energy can get very high for me. So I'll remove myself and go ground myself if that feels, if I feel that way, because um, the energy could get very intense. I can get nauseous feeling sometimes from being in that intensity.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I can oh. turn it on and off.
1: I love that. Yeah. So it's kind of, it sounds like kind of a protect, a protective mechanism of like, I'm open for business and I'm closed for business, right? I'm available to receive and I'm not available to receive.
0: Yeah. I feel like I always tell the spiritual realm, they have to respect me just as much as the people on this realm have to respect me. There has to be a boundary up. And if they, if I feel like they're being a little intrusive, I'll be like, nope, sorry, you have to go. Mm -hmm. Cause there has to be respect. Like I'll give this message when the person's here, when I'm tapped in and you know how like Teresa from Long Island, she doesn't really, I feel like she's always on. She's like going up to people everywhere. Did you ever, have you ever seen her? She's a Long Island medium. I don't have it like that. I feel like it's more like, okay, I'm on, come on in. Okay. We're done. Time to go that type of energy
1: and i'm sure you have an agreement with your your spirit team that they kind of protect you as well like you have gatekeepers that you've yes. been working with in the spiritual realm that help guide you through that
0: yes i have i work a lot with archangel raziel um he's i love him he appeared to me during covid and that's when things started to get more intense for me with my medium abilities and he's my number one guide that i go to all the time and i ever since he's been in my energy field, I don't feel like anything negative can ever come in anymore.
1: You feel protected.
0: I feel very protected. Very.
1: So do you feel like everyone has this ability or and they just haven't tapped into it yet? Or what do you, what do you think about that?
0: I feel like anybody can develop the ability over like by becoming more sensitive to, uh, to the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. I think, some people just aren't open to it. So they don't want it. They label it as weird or like scary. Yeah. So they shut themselves down from it.
1: Yeah. So how would someone like, why would someone want to work with a medium like on, on average, or let's say for you, for example, with the, with the people that you work with, what are, what are some of the reasons that a person would come to a medium or book a session with you? And you know, what are the kind of the results that they would get from that?
0: Um, typically it's to connect with somebody who has passed, um, to see who comes through, uh, to have some sort of closure, um, of why I've dealt with many different aspects from suicide, from homicide, from like everything. So it, it really ranges in a variety of different topics. Um, usually it's their past, like mother or father, that's number one or grandmother sometimes I'm doing a reading and I'm like, "Well, oh, hold on. There's somebody here. They have a message and I'll describe them. And they'll be like, oh, that's my grandmother. And the person starts crying. You know, it's automatically a very emotional experience because they could feel them with them at that moment. I kind of feel like a bridge for that person in that moment. Like, okay, here they are come on, walk on over, talk to them. And then like, they go back to the other side. So it's a wide range of different reasons of why they come to
1: me. It's really beautiful. It is such a challenging thing to, to lose someone in the physical realm and understand that they're still here and in the energetic realm. Because if we understand that everyone's energy, right? It can't be destroyed. It's only transmuted. So if we are energy at our cellular level, what happens when we die? right? Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. So I'll share a quick story with you. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. But you know, my, my older sister, she passed from leukemia. And I remember her and I having a conversation one day, we were sitting on the floor in our kitchen for some reason. And she knew that she was terminal at this point. And she was, she, at least from my, the way I received it in my perspective, she was at peace with it. Like she didn't seem to be afraid because she had an understanding of like, Hey, I'm, I'm just transmuting my form here. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, we never really die off. We just change forms. And like, you know, I, and she like knocks on the cabinet. She's like, I could come back as a piece of wood and end up in this like cabinet right here. Right. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And I didn't at the time have any real understanding of like energy or any of that. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, sent me my first crystal when I was 16 years old. Oh. I was like way back in the day. Right. So she had a a really good understanding of this stuff. And I'm like, what is she talking about? But I was there when she died. Like I watched her take her last breath. And what was the most um, interesting thing was that she had not moved, like physically had not moved for a few hours because she had slipped into a coma and like, you know, as her body was starting to shut down and I was laying in bed with her on one side, my mom was on the other, the, we had a room full of people and she took her last breath and, and she had, um, I was holding her hand on one side. My mom was holding her hand on the other and she took her hands and went like this and like her whole body lifted as her, she took her last breath and the wind was all crazy. And it was like, mm-hmm. I think back to that experience and I'm like, wow, we just witnessed she energy just... shifting from one, ex- one, um, like it, one form to another, like it completely alchemized and you can't explain it. Right. You just, like, can't and I don't know it. if very many people have ever had that experience of watching someone pass on. So that was I kind have. of like,
0: it was very similar, but I I'll keep going. I'll no, no. So,
1: so my point in all of that was to, to kind of go back to what you were saying, to what we were saying before about when people die, I think that we, we mourn the physical experience of them being in this world of like being able to talk to them, touch them, feel them. But the reality is that, you know, from a, from a very scientific perspective, their energy is still around here somewhere, right?
0: Always. It's always <laughs> around us. Um, they are a lit- like, people don't understand when, when you get so opened up to things you can see them walking around and doing things. They're always around us. It's just that they're in a different dimension of living their energies. It's like going on and on until I feel like they decide they want to come back. I believe in reincarnation. Some people don't, but I do. Um, But I've seen very similar. My grandmother passed away and she had terminal cancer and she was in hospice and she was laying on my, on our couch And I went to go take a nap. And I she came to me in my dream and said, Danielle. And she showed me her her body, her soul was outside of her body. There was a long line of energy connecting her to her actual physical body. And she's like, I can't leave. I'm in too much pain. My back hurts. Like her body wasn't at ease yet for her to actually leave. Like there has to be a component where the mind, body, and soul, I feel like connect and then it's able to release. So I got up, I was like, I was crying. I was like, grandma just came to me. You got to fix her back. She's uncomfortable. They put a pillow under her back. Two minutes later, she passed away and we saw her breathe and release.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: this. I have chills all (laughs) over. So probably multiple people are, a lot of people are in here right now.
1: (laughs) Whoa. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people are in here right now, but yes.
1: So for someone who maybe is in grief, right? I know there's a lot of people that, especially in 2020 are experiencing so much grief. And I know grief comes up in a lot of different ways, but for someone who maybe, um, has a loved one that's passed on and they're really in the grief and the sadness, and they, maybe they're not feeling like I don't feel that person. I remember this was my experience after my sister passed. It was like a few years until I ever felt her presence. And I was really sad about that. I couldn't understand like what was wrong with me. Cause all these other people in my life were like, oh, this funny thing happened to me. And mm-hmm. you know, my sister had said, I'm gonna hang around and cause some mischief for a little while. And she was doing like funny things to different people. And I was like, I just didn't feel her anywhere. And it was, it made my grieving even harder. Right. And I know that there's a lot of people who maybe don't know how to get that feeling back, or they're really lonely, or that there's that, that deep sense of loss. So, for, mm-hmm. for that person, what are some ways that they can cultivate a mm-hmm. connection or a, rel- a new type of relationship to this person who's no longer here in the physical?
0: That's actually a really good question because I hear that a lot from people that they don't feel them on the other side. And they, they mostly ask me why, how come, how come my mom feels this person around them, but I don't, what's wrong with me? Is there a problem? Do they have a problem with me? They automatically internalize it as a, like they did something wrong that they're upset with them. I sometimes feel like there were, there's a healing component there that needs to happen with that person. I think it's different for each individual person. Maybe there's an opening that needs to happen where they go through this mourning process and then they're able to come in. Maybe there's fear that that person's holding on to internally that they don't realize of that they're scared to see that person come to them or feel them near them. But that's a really good question. I usually try to tap into it to deliver messages for that person at that moment. So they feel like there's some sort of connection. There was one reading that I did that was very similar to this with her grandmother. And she felt like her grandmother was mad at her. And the fact that she came through, it confirmed that she wasn't mad at her and that she was supporting her. I think they come to you when it's the appropriate time to come to you yeah, when it's appropriate, not for them. I think for the person on earth, like they're respecting, I think a healing component to like what you were going through at that moment, there was something that needed to happen that you needed to realize. Um, maybe like I'm getting dizzy. So I kind of feel like she may be in here right now, (laughs) Um, but there was a healing component that needed to happen for you.
1: Yeah. And I can relate to that. And I remember having a conversation with someone about this, that maybe was a medium. I'm, I'm a little mm-hmm. fuzzy on who it was exactly, but the, the gist of it was that she was with people who needed her more than I did, and even though I was sad. And even though I missed her, like on a soul level, my soul and her soul understood that I was going to be okay. And there were others that were not, and that she was more worried about, like she was spending more time with my mom in her mm-hmm. grief than she was with me in my grief. And, um, it also was the way that she came to me was like really wild. Um, of course. Right. And it happened in a moment where I was just, it wasn't even about her. Like I wasn't even in an experience of seeking a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in a a, a yoga class, actually a um, Kundalini yoga And I had never done it before. And I was just in a place in my life where I felt really lost and I was really sad. And I was going through a lot in my relationship. And I think I was kind of on the verge of somewhat of a spiritual awakening of like recognizing that all these patterns in my life kept repeating. And I was just really sad and unhappy. And I remember being in this yoga class and like doing this to my arm because we were like standing up and my eyes were closed and I saw this just like green. It was just all green, it was Ganesh. I didn't know what it was at the time. I just saw this like what felt like a divine feminine energy, even though Ganesh in the way I receive is divine masculine, but it was a elephant and it had a feminine energy and I I felt my sister and I just like got really hot from the crown of my head. My whole Mm -hmm. body got super hot and I had like tears streaming down my face because it was the first time I had ever felt her energy. And the, the series of events of things that happened after that were like, you can't explain it. Um, just little things that started to happen like with who the yoga teacher was and the thing that I was searching for. And a couple of days later, I have all of her journals. And I was like, you know, they were in a box somewhere. And I was like, I should put these out so I can see them. And I had them all on my lap in a pile and I was trying to like go through and see what the dates were and one of them fell off my lap and it had a sticker on the back and it was a hologram sticker of Ganesh and I'm like (laughs) and it was just I I was thinking about hiring a specialist to do a thing and um when I was like Googling this thing, the first practitioner came up was the yoga teacher, but I didn't know that the yoga teacher did this thing. And it was like, all of these dots were connecting. It was like, my, like flashing lights, like you need to go in this direction. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on like tokens and omens and signs? Like, do energies from other dimensions past lives or uh, people that have passed on do they send us signs this way like i know people see pennies or they see spirit numbers i see feathers yes. right so like how is this like a thing or is this just kind it of is. like coincidence
0: it's totally a thing it's totally a thing they I've, I've heard stories of people like in their room crying and they go outside and there's a book laying on the floor and it's from their grandmother like giving them a sign right at that moment um, they have the power to do those things. They just don't want to scare you where they're actually, I was actually doing a reading and I saw my spoon move around in my, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you guys stop because it starts to mess with your, your reality. And they know that our mind just can't comprehend that sometimes. So yes, they do move things. They they'll move like little statue. Sometimes they'll move like pennies around It's what, it's their signs that they're showing you that they're with you at all times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, animals, um, I've noticed that the animal world really is connected with the spiritual world, the other side. So if like you had a grandmother that hated cats, and then all of a sudden there's cats all over, that's her kind of being like, hey, like, (laughs) I'm not scared of cats anymore. That was such a earthling thing to be. So I'm going to send you cats now, you know, as a symbol. So you'll laugh about it. Yeah. Um, But yes, they totally do that. They all the time.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I had that experience with my other dog, not my dog now. I mean, she's definitely like we've had a soul contract in a past life with a little one. She's like right next to me for sure. But my dog Shelby, I had her, um, I had gotten her before my sister passed. And every like she sometimes would just be like staring at the corner up in the ceiling. And I'm like, what are you looking at? Right. Like, you know, and I, I know sometimes dogs do that. I'm like, they just stare off into nowhere, like at the wall. And you're like, what are you looking at? or they start growling. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's when it gets a little tricky because there is negative energy that's out there too. Right. The yin and the yang. So it's very important to keep yourself protected, like evil eyes, stones, crystals. And when you're dealing with that stuff too, because the, the dogs will sense if something's not right in that.
1: Cause they have a different sensory system, right. And mm-hmm. they can hear things that we can't hear. Yes, exactly. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about frequencies because you mentioned like things moving and the spoon and things like that. And I know, um, one other area that you are honing your gifts is music. Mm -hmm. So can we talk a little bit more about like, can you maybe share a little bit more about what frequency is and energy, like help those listening that maybe don't understand how energy works and Mm -hmm. music and sound and frequency and how that all plays together.
0: So when you're looking at frequency, like love is the highest frequency, right? And the higher the frequency is, the more love and that's transmuted. But frequency as a music frequency affects us every single day. Sound healing, sound bowls, um, meditation, even when someone's speaking, it's holding a certain frequency in their voice. So when you're dealing with like the spiritual realm, There's like a lower frequency and there's a much higher frequency. The higher frequencies are more of the archangels, your spirit guides, um, gods, goddesses, that realm. And the higher the frequency is, I feel like obviously they're more powerful. They are, they can actually move things. The higher the frequency, the energy it is. That's why you see the pennies. That's why you see the feathers because they're, they're using their, their frequency to move things. Does that answer the question? Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes total okay.
1: sense. Yeah, there, okay. yeah. So, how does music play into all of that?
0: Well, music is a frequency that makes you feel certain different emotions. Um, your past loved ones can actually send you a song on the radio, and you can be listening to it and be like, "This is exactly what I need it right now," and you start bawling, crying, um, to show them that they're that they're with you. Sometimes they'll even use like Alexa or your phone to (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That happens all the time. You're thinking about the Uh, the the retreat. Oh my gosh. Can
1: we talk about that? Yeah. (laughs) Because we haven't actually talked about this. No, we didn't
0: talk about that. But that's frequency. Yes. They're using their high frequency to make things happen.
1: So I'm going to share a little backstory for those that, that don't know. So, so um, my business partner, at, for my business partner and best friend, Sandy Bo, and I, we founded a company called Ladies Align, and we had a mastermind that Danielle, you were part of, mm-hmm. and we decided to do a retreat, and we rented this like beautiful, like vintage home in upstate New York. And I was the first one to show up at the house. And I remember I felt really weird in the house. Like there was something about the energy. I didn't, I was there alone. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable being here alone, but I'm also a very sensitive Person energetically, and I'm I'm that way with people too. Like there could be literally no reason why. It's just something about this person's energy just feels like a no for me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll walk into places and I'm like, I just don't want to be here. And so I just thought it was just me being a Capricorn and being sensitive and just being like, <laughs> I don't like the furniture, I don't like the vibe. So I is, don't say I want a hot tub
0: in the back. That's what Capricorn.
1: <laughs> <don't> like <laughs> I don't like the decor. This is dirty. I don't like the kitchen. Like whatever. That's just me. Um, <clears throat> probably from my childhood of my 1800s farmhouse where none of the floors were even and the wallpaper didn't match. It was like yes. trauma, childhood yes. trauma. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, which that house was definitely haunted as well, by the way. Like I always felt like someone was behind me when I would go up the stairs and I hated it so much. It would like freak me out. So I don't say anything to anybody. Right. And, uh, I didn't know really at the time how powerful your gifts were. And you Nobody didn't say, really
0: don't, I don't really tell people.
1: You didn't say <laughs> anything to anyone. So we're sitting around the dining room table and one of the women there is talking about uh, a family member that was really close to her that had passed and she was like having a hard time with it and we had been talking around this table for hours at this point and there was an Alexa in the room and, and we like, it had never turned on and we had tried <laughs> it was to get unplugged. it. To on. It was unplugged. Wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Unplugged? Okay. That's it. Yes.
0: No, remember that's what I, th- I'm pretty sure there was something that was like, how it did that even on. happen?
1: Something like we tried on. to be like Alexa, Alexa. And it wouldn't go yeah. on.
0: Yes. It wouldn't go on.
1: And so this woman says something about, well, maybe, you know, she, she was talking about her aunt, maybe she blah, 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 blah. And Alexa goes, I don't know about that. And we're all like, what? So I would love to hear your perspective. Mm-hmm. Cause after that, we all started feeling a little bit weird. And then in, we did a meditation and mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't drop in cause I felt unsafe.
0: Yeah. I didn't feel Uh, safe in that invite. I didn't sleep the whole night. Remember (laughs) I was up actually going from room to room, um, because I was picking up on the man that was living in the house and I was getting visuals of him super protective over his land, over his, over his house. And I was in the room and I'm like, you guys like, we're just here, but I felt so uneasy. Like I was invading somebody's territory. So someone who, who there was a male that lived in that environment that was not Just happy. not happy that we were in there at all. And we were doing all this spiritual stuff. So of course, it's going to come out when you're in that realm, you're raising your frequency. And when you're raising your frequency, that his frequency was stuck, um, living in a trauma of something that happened in that house. So he was reliving Something if I was to go back there now, it probably would be a completely different experience because I feel much more confident in my abilities versus being scared of them. I probably would talk to him and try to release him out of the energy now. Um, But he was stuck reliving a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. because I actually felt him outside with like an old shotgun Mm -hmm. and like very protective over his land and his home. So there was something going on with him. Yeah. I know I talk about it like, but they're real people and I'm seeing, they show me their story. So it's yeah. kind of, but at the time I was like, I got to get out of here. Remember I bolted out of there. Like, it's I was like, I gotta fun. go. <laughs> you did too. You, you messaged me after that. And you're like, what was going on in that house? And cause I was too scared to even talk about it at that point of my, my journey. Yeah. What I was feeling and sensing. I
1: don't remember if we actually messaged the Airbnb host to let her know, but she's messaged me multiple times to be like, Hey, the house is available. Like if you want to come back, your group was so great. I'm like, no, thanks. But no, thanks.
0: <laughs> I'll go in there and sage it if she wants me to. Cause the reason why they're not getting business is because the person that lives there doesn't want them to do this. That's why they're like, this is my home. <laughs>
1: So in the work that you're doing, that brings up a really interesting point. Are there, I I would imagine that there are um, varying like degrees to mediumship, right? So it sounds to me like you work with people more on like connecting with, past, you know, family members or people who have crossed over, but is there also an aspect of the work that you do that helps to, to free those that might be stuck? Like, is that a whole nother side of like yes. mediumship in general? I
0: have done readings on people where, um, mediumship on people where they felt like an ex-boyfriend that passed away was still attached to them
1: like a cord so, or something.
0: Yeah. And it was just a very like they were haunting them type of energy. So I, I give them rituals to do, um, to release this and they feel fine afterwards. Uh, they have to do it for about seven weeks. Cause it's pretty intense when you're breaking those cords with the spiritual realm. They don't like to leave when they're attached
1: to you like that. Yeah. Well, um, do they understand that they've passed or is it still like a confusion?
0: Um, it's confusion, you know, like it, it's a lot of confusion for them. It depends on the situation and the dynamic and what that soul went through. Like, you know how we're different, our different experiences, your sister, my grandmother, all different experiences. Um, Some souls don't want to go. They don't want to pass on at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your son has some of these gifts now too? Does he see the things that you see?
0: Um, So when he was very, very little, he did. Now that he's getting a little bit older, he's scared of it. And, but he's sensitive and I try to be as delicate about the topic as possible. Cause I don't want him to be like me where he gets like petrified, but I tell them like, they're here to support us. Like they're, they're protecting you. They love you. They're not here to hurt you yeah. just so he ha- he doesn't have that fear aspect to it.
1: Yeah. He scared. does.
0: He does. He definitely does have those abilities. He's very intuitive. He says things where I'm like, (laughs) how did you know that? I didn't tell you that. Or I was just thinking that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has more psychic ability or like clear clear audience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like telepathic ability. Mm -hmm. Where he'll be like, I'll be thinking like, hey, I would really like to go to this place right now. And he'll walk in the room and be like, hey, you want to go to this place? And I'm like, how do you know? I was thinking that like telepathic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's cool.
1: So tell me a little bit more about the work that you're doing right now. Cause I know there's a couple of different things you mentioned very early on that you shifted out of the salon. So I'm sure that there's people listening being like, okay, I, this woman's amazing. Like I need to work with her. Like, how do I get more of Danielle in my life? Or That's usually maybe what it's someone who's like, Hey, my gifts are coming online. And I'd love like some guidance on that. Mm-hmm. So you're doing, um, so just, kind of bring this full circle and, and kind of share like, what is next for you? What are the offerings that you have? How are you supporting clients? Like, what are you doing in your professional life? That, like, cause I know there's a lot, which is exciting, a like, lot. super multi-passionate, which is incredible.
0: No, I have, I feel like I have so many different things going on, um, because I have that creative side where I need to get that energy out of my body. Being creative and free is just my core. It's my core value of who I am. Um, but I do a lot of like parties, uh, like hair parties where they invite a bunch of girls over and I do, um, kind of feels like a retreat for like seven, eight hours, a healing retreat, but I'm doing their hair and I'm reading their cards and I'm connecting them to the other side I just did one over the weekend. It was like a pool party retreat and it was unbelievable. It was such a great experience. So that's one component that I feel like I'm working on. I eventually feel like I want to do maybe retreats for like weekends where it's more mind, body and soul connection, a yoga, um, maybe some sort of like a creative side to it as well for them to tap into their creativity whether that's writing, playing music, art, you know, yeah. drawing, coloring. Yeah. And, but I, my end goal is to have a wellness center, a spiritual wellness center with a little studio in the back with my hair.
1: <laughs> that I do hair. Is there a connection between this? Cause I think about, um, you know, when I feel like I'm in channel or I'm really connected, I get tingly on the top of my scalp hmm. So, like, do we have to be thinking about the types of shampoos that we're using, the types of hair okay. care products, the way that we treat our scalp? Like, does that really yeah. impact? Our ability to connect.
0: Yes. So I always get very tingly right before reading on my scalp. I'll actually start to massage my scalp before I go into these readings. It's because I'm opening up my channel and you'll actually get very hot on your face, but very cold. Like right now, I'm very warm here, but freezing and t- like chills all over my lower part of my body. And it's because all of that energy is like coming up and connecting to what's above us. Mm -hmm. So our shampoos, I only use plant-based shampoos like Monet. I, yeah, I don't believe in using chemicals or anything that's going to clog your scalp. Um, our hair is, there's so many different spiritual like aspects to our hair throughout like different religions. Buddhists believe in shaving your head to feel closer to the to the divine and native americans feel like having very long hair to feel uh more connected to their divine so there's always like this hair scalp crown chakra connection when you're dealing with uh mediumship abilities or even psychic abilities Mm. so yeah plant-based everything you should be eating plants i i'm a vegetarian so and you're a vegan Mm -hmm. so the cleaner your channel is Mm. The cleaner your body is, they're able to connect with you better.
1: So interesting because I remember I went, I decided to go vegan mainly for the health benefits because I have mm-hmm. breast cancer and Alzheimer's in my family. Oh. And so I was concerned about like, you know, obviously the impacts of a conventional diet and, mm-hmm. uh, cancer, something I think about regularly. And, um, it was probably like four or five months after being completely plant-based that I started to notice how much more sensitive I was becoming, like everything felt bigger, mm-hmm. like pleasure felt more pleasurable, food tasted differently. My emotional swings were bigger. Like I could feel pleasure, but also pain to a higher depth, right? Like, cause mm-hmm. it, you balance it out. And I remember one day it was like the, one of the first nice days of spring I went to the park and I laid down on the ground and I was like, I could feel the energy from the earth, like so much more, like I was like vibrating. I was like, oh my gosh, like I could really feel I was so much more online, I guess you could say. And my meditations were becoming a lot more intense and, um, We were talking about, you know, our mutual friend, Monique, she had come and we did a plant medicine ceremony and that experience, same thing was just like Mm -hmm. really like a completely different than the first one. Cause the first time I did, I was, I was not vegan. And I started to think about what we were talking about earlier, like the frequency of, of things, right. And that plants vibrate at a very high frequency and you think about conventional foods and how many different processes they go through. And especially like the frequency of death or the frequency of torture or pain mm. or fear or anxiety that like these animals go through when they're being slaughtered yeah. is being infused into the food that you're eating. Yeah. Right.
0: And then you're digesting that. And then you're wondering why you're so angry about certain situations <laughs> because you're alchemizing the, the anger in the pain that that animal was going through at that time.
1: Yeah, so it was like really yeah. wild to me how much of a difference just the the vibration of the food and now like I understand from a vibrational Sense mm-hmm. why people say a prayer before they eat, or they pray over their food. Like I don't subscribe to Catholicism mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. Like bi- in a biblical sense, but more mm-hmm. from a spiritual, energetic, like pouring yes. love over your food, or like singing into it, mm-hmm. or like the music playing. Like it all infuses, right? Yes,
0: it's completely. You could do it with your water. Oh uh, yeah, crystal infused water, like. It's a frequency and it's intention. So if you're placing that intention in something, it's giving it life. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're
1: speaking over it, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've seen those things floating around on social of like the the social experiment of like speaking love over a plant and speaking negativity, negativity and like how they, how different they look.
0: Yeah. And did you see it with the actual water molecules? Have you seen that? I
1: feel like I've seen those too, like the, yeah. the residents of, of the water
0: Mm-hmm. The, I think it was crystals, like a snow oh, crystals. Yeah. yeah. The more frequency, higher frequency you're speaking, the more clear and beautiful things are going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all energy. Yes, it is. It's amazing. It's right. awesome. So for those that want to connect with you on a deeper level, maybe they want to do a reading or they want to, to book a party. I need to get to New York so that you can do my hair. I mean, I've found a couple people. I mean, my hair looks, Oh, okay. it looks good, fine, but it's no Danielle. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> like I miss my girl. Um, but for those that are really curious about working with you, they want to book a reading. Do you do those virtually as well? Or are they all in person?
0: So I do mostly over the phone virtually and I do them in person too, but it's more like a party party, like sense. So if there's more than like seven people at a party, then I'll do it.
1: Okay. And what's the best way for someone to get in contact with you?
0: Typically Instagram. I love Instagram, love social media.
1: Okay. And which (laughs) social handle should they find you at?
0: So that's a little, I feel like I have two social medias. I have the hot medium which is now um, my medium stuff and my tarot and astrology. And then I have the Danielle DeLong, which is my hair and just me, you know, posting nice selfies of my workout gear or whatever. (laughs)
1: that booty girl that
0: booty <laughs> the hot medium with the big booty <laughs> yes
1: I love that for you okay so the hot at the hot medium
0: yeah mm-hmm. right, is the
1: best place to find you for our spiritual stuff and you always yes. do astrology astrology updates which I love which is yes and I
0: stuff. love astrology that's my love language right there that was my first door into this world
1: yeah and you're really well versed in it it's oh, really it's... incredible
0: It's a, a, I really feel like when you're looking at somebody's uh, astrology chart, it's like their spiritual DNA, like the, like the cosmos give you like, Hey, this is your DNA chip. And when you want to know about your life or understand yourself better, you could just like tap into it. Cause it kind of looks like DNA when you look at it, it has like the swirls. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's awesome.
1: I worked with an astrologer before I moved to Atlanta and she did like an astro mapping chart for me of basically like where all the planets were when I was born and Mm -hmm. where the lines were running. And that's kind of how I had already been curious about Atlanta, but I didn't bring it up to her. And then Mm -hmm. she, she'd asked me like, you know, we'd looked at some other areas and then I mentioned Atlanta and she's like, actually glad that you brought that up because here's what I see. and So it was really interesting to like see how, and this is so true. Like, I know I've experienced this. I'm sure you have too, is that when you go to different places, you pick up on different energies. Like, and Mm -hmm. and I feel like, like when I'm in Miami, it pulls out a completely different archetype of me than when I'm in like upstate New York versus Mm -hmm. when I'm in Atlanta versus when I'm in California. Like, I feel like the energies of those places pull out Mm -hmm. different aspects of my personality.
0: And your future too because I know like those uh, charts can tell you where you can obtain more wealth in certain areas um, where you can find love as well. Yep. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. Those charts, what are they? They're called the time zone.
1: She called her, her name is Danielle Mercurio mm-hmm. and we did something called an astro mapping, but I think it's the same thing as like your natal chart Mm -hmm. Similar kind of thing where it just takes the, you know, from the second you were born, where the planets were and as if you were to like lay the earth out flat and put like the planetary uh, chart on top of it, it like tracks the orbital path of each planet and where they run, where it runs across the globe. So So like your Mars line might represent something different than your Venus line. So where does your Saturn line run? Where does your Mars line, what does it like run through? Mm -hmm. And like those different cities or areas can, you know, you can kind of leverage. So she was saying like, Hey, if you want to feel more creative or you want to have heal something, you can go here. And if you want to tap into this energy, go book a vacation and stay here for a few months or like, so it was wild. So
0: cool. Isn't that, and do you feel like that now being in Atlanta? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah for sure. Well, and she was like, you know, California, the line that I was on in California was all about healing. And she was like, it it's, she said it can almost be, it can be really good for healing, but the opposite side of that, if you stay too long, it can feel like you're just in perpetual therapy all the time. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I just really? feel like I'm in therapy at 24 seven. Like, can I get five minutes to breathe? <laughs> and so you know. <laughs> yeah. you're like, I don't want to deal
0: with this anymore. I'm, I'm good. good.
1: I'm actually good. I'm ready for like to, to be out of this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: it's so interesting. interesting. But talking about energy and frequency. Yeah. yeah. From the, up to the planets.
1: Mm, I feel like we could literally talk, talk all day. For, yeah, we could. yeah. Yeah. About different topics. <laughs> uh huh. Um, I'm excited to see this next chapter of your life unfold. And it's just, it's so incredible to see you really stepping into this side of your gifts even more because you are so talented in so many ways. And I know this is the one thing that you've kind of been like, not Uh, avoiding, but not embracing. So it's just really incredible. And I know that, um, by you embracing this work, it's going to free so many people from the pain that they're in as well.
0: Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being a mentor for me and inspiring me every day
1: (laughs) that I could do this
0: (laughs) because you really were a huge mentor for me. Thank you. You are
1: our soul contract.
0: I, it's a soul contract.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The last question, Mm -hmm. what are you celebrating right now?
0: Oh, what am I celebrating? I feel like just freedom. That's a huge thing that I'm celebrating right now in my life. Freedom. Does that, does that make sense? Just freedom being able, yeah. yeah, Being able to make up my schedule and help people and just be in my power and being more confident. Like I'm becoming more free every single day Mm. by stepping into my power.
1: I love that. That is good. That is something to celebrate for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Danielle, I love Thank you. I love, love the conversation. Too. Thank you for sharing your light. And you guys, if you love this episode, as always, share it with someone that you know would love it. Make sure that you give Danielle a follow, book, keep reading with her. Yes, please. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of.